Hello everyone, and welcome back to the, the Fresh Late Podcast. I'm Tyrese. And I'm Meg. And today we're here with our guest, Esther, Esther Evans. Hi! Can you hear me? Yes, yes we can Woo-hoo. hear you. <laughs> um, Alright, so to get us started, we're going to talk about our goals. So, to check in with our goals from last week, from Meg and I. My goal for last week was to not sweat the small stuff as much um, because that's something I've been struggling. And I would say that I did mostly achieve it. I (laughs) did work on it. Don't laugh at me. I did work on it. Um, However, that that goal has kind of mutated into my goal for this week. um, And that's to um, put less pressure on school and more... Um, more of my time on myself because I found myself this week not sleeping, not eating, not doing something that I love. And when I finally like said, you know what, a quiz is a quiz, I felt so good. I felt so great, colleges and everything. Mm-hmm. So that's my goal is to focus less on school, more on me. Okay, that's crazy. Okay, well, <laughs> I was going to say, I have like almost the same goal. Really? But I'm, I'm still going to reflect on last okay. week. So last week I just said to like be more mindful and stay in the present, which is super big. But also I think I um, tried my best. It's hard to know. I, I mean, it was a long week. I'm trying to remember, honestly. It kind of it kind of was just crazy, everything going on. But I tried my best. Um, and then this week, similar to yours, my goal is to, wait, no, what was it? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's prioritizing myself, yeah. So I just want to, like, you know, when I'm stressed about school or something, I'm, like, still going to practice yoga, still going to, like, do the things, and, yeah, like, eat and sleep. Yeah, you know, just basic myself. human function. <laughs> yeah, just, like, you the know? basic things. Honestly, it's, that's the, those are the hardest things. So I'm going to just try to, like, set my priorities because I feel like last week I just let like my professors and my deadlines and everything Agreed. piling up be my priorities and I just like allowed my priorities to just be like made for me so I'm gonna take the control yeah Esther um so I just say my week legal yeah. yeah um I think my goal this week is gonna be to like be less negative because I feel I feel that a lot of times I sacrifice being positive for like the sake of, I don't know, a joke. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times I just, I talked about this in um, one of our classes earlier this week, but like I have a lot of really amazing opportunities that I don't pay attention to because I'm too busy like wanting to make a joke out of everything or like being negative as like a, I don't know, like it's just a gag, you know, what are you going to do? Like, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know those, but um. I just think that I should focus more on being positive because it not only makes me have a better outlook on life, Mm -hmm. but it helps the people around me have a better outlook on life because, like, I don't think think any of us really realize how influential we are on other people. And if you're negative as hell to someone, they're going to be like, I'm going to go be negative to somebody else. I agree. I feel like in that mood, you know? Mm -hmm. It's all like a mindset. It's yeah. true, and it doesn't always have to be positive. I feel like that's something I learned like this past summer is just like for sure. I can stay neutral, yeah, and I don't have to label this thought that's coming to my head or this event that happened or this thing that someone said to me. I don't have to label it as negative or positive. It's just neutral. It happened. We're moving on, and like yeah, or your interactions with someone else. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, like one thing that I've been realizing is like, um, oh gosh, it just left me. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah, so, oh, so one thing that I've been realizing is that 
uh, in order, you don't have to stay positive all the time. You, yeah. What I used to say to my mom and to my siblings is like, you have to fall off the horse in order to get back on. You know, so if you're having a terrible day, don't force yourself to smile through it because emotions come to us because they need to be felt. You need to acknowledge those things. I've said it in like the last two podcasts, but I guess we'll make it three. You need to feel so that you can heal. Yeah, I love that so much. And I just, yeah, that's been a huge part of my healing process is allowing myself to feel sad or if I'm feeling like super like depressed, nostalgic mix, like I allow myself to have that Mm -hmm. and I just sit with it. Yeah, so it seems like we've got, we've all got a lot to work on for this week, you know, Um, but starting today off, um, what we kind of wanted to touch on today um, was synchronicities and the soulmate concept. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I just wanted to have that. Yeah, and just like knowing if like the people that come into your life and people that you become close with, if it is coincidences or if you really were meant to like go to a certain school, Mm -hmm. live in a certain state, be in a certain place at a certain time. You know, that's a question that I have for you, Esther. Um, Do you think that everything happens for a reason or is there another side of it that you stand on? Um, I think that question has always been a really complicated one for me specifically to answer because I was raised really religious. So that whole thing kind of pollutes like your perspective on that because you think, oh, everything happens for a reason because God, this all-powerful deity, decided it to, or like we prayed and he listened and whatever and he did, mm-hmm. which no hate to anyone who thinks that or believes that, but mm-hmm. I, as I kind of am removing myself from that mindset, um, thinking about like the stuff that has happened to me and how a lot of it seems randomly bad yeah, or randomly good, mm-hmm. but like yeah. it feels like a high volume of randomly bad <laughs> and it's like... Did all of that happen to teach me a lesson? Which I really think. I mean, one thing I've I taken, so too. Yeah, yeah, one thing I've I've retained from my religion or from what I used to believe when I was religious is that, like any trial or like bad thing that happens to you, it just has happened for a specific reason because later on it will be revealed to you like the universe right. caused this because exactly and like agree. yeah, a big thing for me was like. I couldn't decide what school to go to when Mm -hmm. I was a senior in high school and I was like really debating and I finally decided on NAU and it was for a really bad reason. I mean, it was just because I couldn't afford to go anywhere else. So I was like, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know, oh, this is horrible. And all of my friends from school were going to ASU and U of A and they were like, you know, NAU isn't a good school academically, blah, blah, blah. Like you won't be happy there and everything. Yeah. And I was going to major in music and everyone in my hometown was like, yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) it really you you know you have you knock yourself out yeah (laughs) but um uh it ended up being the best choice i've ever made i mean i met some really really incredible people here some incredible adults who have really been amazing mentors to me so that comes along into the soulmate concept so like do you believe that our soulmates or you know what tell me how you define soulmate i think that's probably a better question well i i don't think about it all that often because um like until you said that in the car I was like oh and then I started thinking about it really but I think like a soulmate like you were saying really it's really resonated with me like it can be a friend or a person or yeah it doesn't have to be a romantic romantic at all 
And I think that's one thing that like people in general get really caught up on is like, oh, I only have one soulmate. This person. is gonna be the one person for me, and then I think that causes um, negative cyclical behavior, oh, like yeah. be getting trapped in these um, negative relationships, these abusive, like abusive relationships. Yeah. Because yeah. your thought is that you are meant to be with them. Exactly, mm -hmm. and I think that's where where a lot of people have the uh, problem with this like whole soulmate twin flame type concept. Right, I totally agree with that. I mean, I think like. I know that there are some people in my life that I'm like, there's way too many crazy coincidences that have happened. I mean, you guys both know my roommate, my best friend. Like, yep. yeah. we there's it, we were meant to be friends. Mm -hmm. Like, when oh, you, no doubt about when it. When you look at the parallels, even True. like even if we weren't like almost totally identical with our personalities and the way we react to stuff and everything, but like our lives have so many different like. I don't know, parallels that you can't really explain just because mm -hmm. it's like it's not logical it defies logic that yeah. we would have decided to come to the same school even though both of us were considering doing different majors we both chose the same major mm -hmm. we both chose to room in a certain place she chose to message me through the fucking <laughs> NAU housing board <laughs> all day. and like all of that was meant to happen because like that year of our lives probably oh freshman year is awful so oh yeah oh, freshman year is terrible bad. I mean, it's so not just hard. like, it's not just like, it's, you know, but then you get to sophomore year, sophomore <laughs> year and you're like, wow, that was actually great. Pretty, this oh, is yeah. terrible. This is pretty bad. But I mean, like when I look back at freshman year, I know that like, I needed all that stuff to happen. I needed all, Same. I needed to meet everyone I met. Mm -hmm. I needed to have all those horrible, awful experiences. Yeah. I needed to shower, you all know, in a communal stuff. shower. <laughs> oh my God. I needed to listen to Britney um, play her trap music playlist and yeah. like getting oh. ready for hard summer. <laughs> I needed that. I needed that um, in my life because I needed to become this person so I could deal with all the stuff right. that sophomore mm, year. That yeah, I love that. Yeah. So do you, take a step back immediately when these things happen and say, okay, this is why this happened. Like, do you choose to feel it and then analyze it or uh, analyze it in tandem with feeling it? Oh, oh I always feel it. Oh, you better. Oh, oh you better believe <laughs> oh, it. What's your sign? I'm a cancer. Yeah, that's what I thought. But I'm an Aries moon, so like it's yeah. fun. I'm like stunted. Wow, so <laughs> Aries it. coming on the podcast. Wow. It's kind of scary. Honestly, it's yeah. a little scary. Megs and Aries. We had Aries full moon last week. Oh, yeah. That was a bad week for me also. So It was a super yeah, bad week for me. for me as well. Yeah. So, oh, but, it's... but now the moon's in Cancer, so... So it's even Get ready worse. to cry. <laughs> <laughs> Get um, ready. Yeah, but I think I always feel stuff first. I mean, like, yeah. a couple of weeks ago, I had a really hard week, and I was, like, struggling to quit my job and everything, and so much bad stuff was happening. And, you know, I was standing there next to the portrait of the kids, sobbing... <laughs> Freshmen were passing me and like looking over and like thinking, should I help her? And I was just like, you know, losing my mind. Of course, as one does. Just the cursed photograph of the kids. Like you know, whenever you whenever you talk about yourself crying, I remember one tweet that you had. You're like, my special ability is finding places to cry. It was literally about that because I just went into that hallway and I was just standing there with like the recycling and I was just crying audibly. And I just like I tweeted that to make me feel better because I knew that people could hear me. And like then I went to a practice room and I was crying and I made this video of myself crying and. And, like doing spoken word poetry to oh make my myself God. feel better. <laughs> like I was just playing like one, four, five chords and just like tossing it up. That's what being a music major. It really is. is. Yeah. 
but I felt bad because I didn't want anyone to like look in and think that I was you know goofing around. Right. But I was but like, I need this moment. So good. Oh. I, I cried a lot this week. It's good. But it was good. You feel I, so dramatic. You feel like you feel like you feel like you're so like, Sometimes I take videos of myself too. I'm like I love so it. I'm like you need to watch this later when you're sad. Oh, because then you'll be like, this. at least you're not at least this I'm not sad. This sad. <laughs> you know? oh, but then it usually selfies. works. Yes. That's the best way to make yourself feel better. Like, that's yeah. the way Hannah... Every time Hannah and I would break like, down... I look so stupid. <laughs> we would just... I would, no, I literally went through a phase in, like, I think it was junior year. Junior year of high school, man. Mm, you the know? worst year in my life. And I would take three happens. pictures of myself crying every time from different angles. Oh, so that I'd look at them and I'm like, oh, wow, I'm dumb. Wow. <laughs> that was so fun. Uh, wow. Because then you can literally, like, feel right where you were in that moment when you took the picture. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. It just brings you back. And nothing's funnier than crying to oh, me. No. Oh, no. Nothing's funny. funnier. And especially, like, crying in your daily life. Crying in public is so funny to me. Like, crying in the bathroom while someone is oh, next to you, like, doing yeah. their doing their job, and you're just in there crying. You're your eyes out and everything is end like the world is ending around you and they're just like having a day like they put their macbook back in their backpack oh and they like get out of there you know and you're like you're like my world is ending and everything is just going on around yeah. you right exactly the world keeps moving oh yeah, yeah. and that's the way that's the way it's meant it's to be kind of healing to cry in public because you feel grounded you're yeah, like people yeah. don't care that this is happening no. to me and then you're like and so why should like, i care yeah, yeah so i should move on like yeah i failed this test so what i mean who cares? It's over now. Mm-hmm. I did. Or even crying so hard you were laughing. Yo, yes, oh. I do that. Or when you're allergic or sick like me right now. I get just the pleasure of crying all day. I cry Ooh. so much when I'm sick. My eyes are watering all day. In college, I just don't find the time to cry, which sounds really <laughs> you gotta sad. Gotta make time. Oh no, I only but cry at night. I see. <laughs> I even struggle to do to do that because if I stay up crying, then I'm like. Well, now I don't get to sleep, and then I get more sad in the night, you know? So I just, like, that's And when you're not rested, when you're not rested... Oh, then I cry during the day. Then you cry during the day, oh, and I, it's bad. That's so true. You drink a Red Bull and cry. Kind of quiet, you're not going to lie. a little bit wild, I guess. A little bit wild, wouldn't you say? Put a fossey neck down Oh, yeah. Uh, this video that Esther and I can't stop referencing, it's called... Liza uh, Minnelli tries, tries to turn off a lamp. lamp. It's an SNL skit. I know this one. And it's actually beautiful and we perfect. Watched it at your house. You guys should have like suggested reading or watching. Suggested reading. We should have suggested That's watching. Really funny. And like have a funny one and have a serious one. Yeah. Like there's some good like TED Talks out there. You guys can oh, be like watch this TED Talk. That's a really good idea. Yeah, watch this TED Talk podcasts. and cry, and then watch this. this and laugh. And laugh. And then watch this SNL. <gasps> Happy sad. Laugh and cry segment. Laugh and cry. Happy sad. That's a good one. Um, I feel good about Happy that. Happy sad, buddy. Hire me. Casey Musgraves. Oh, Alexa? Oh. <laughs> Would you be a dear? Yeah, so going back to our topic about <laughs> synchronicities, like we, we talked a lot about like things happen for a reason and that's mm-hmm. uh, why, we, why we grow and why we um, keep going. And you said you like to feel and then you analyze then it later and realize later how good that was for you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, for me, it helps. It really helps me justify it. Like, yeah. and, and like validate the feelings. Like no, if I, I if I analyze it, if, so I'm sad, like, let's say it was this week, probably I was sad mm-hmm. on Sunday, on Sunday, I was pretty sad. And I was like, I'm sad I don't know why. Sunday. I was like, why, why am I sad right now? 
and is it for a good reason? And then I realized, you know, I'm just not excited to go back to school. I'm not excited to do all these yeah. little things. You know, like I said in last week, I was trying not to let them overwhelm me. Yeah. Um, and I just think analyzing it first for me really uh, lets me tell myself, you know, this is valid. Mm-hmm. You are allowed to feel this way. I also feel like it's so important to, to validate yourself because mm-hmm. I, I take stuff to my roommates and my best friends all the time. I'm like, is this valid of me to feel? But like, I also yeah, well, think yeah. I need to be in myself and be like, this is valid for me to feel. And I think that, mm-hmm. not all, someone else. That's all you need. Yeah. And that's yeah. what I, I think, that's what I struggle with a lot is that like, I'll be like, oh, is this valid of me to feel? And if someone hesitates, even when they answer that question too, you're, you're like, like oh. Uh, I'm crazy. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing with me. Questioning? Yeah, questioning okay. myself and being like, So not I'm trusting crazy. your intuition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'll do stuff and I'll be like, that was crazy. I'm being crazy. But, like, I may not be being right. crazy. Right, yeah. It's I'm so just... funny because I always think I'm so crazy and hyper and there's so much going on in my life. Or, like, in my head and mm-hmm. all this stuff. And people are like, you're so chill. And I'm just like, what? I don't feel that yeah, way. Exactly. So it's like how you feel on the inside doesn't always reflect mm-hmm. exactly on the mm-hmm. outside or to how like other people perceive you. For sure. One, even Which the it way doesn't really matter how other people perceive you, but it's interesting to hear about it. Yeah, it's like a lot, a lot. Of, I find from college that like a lot of the way you feel is based on how you think other people are seeing you. It's so true. if I go to class in sweatpants and a sweater, I'm like, oh, everyone thinks I look like shit. Um, and so that makes me feel like shit, you know, and then I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh, you know, but I'm really all these outward pressures. really people just think, pressures. oh, Tyrese looks good in anything. He's looking uh, <laughs> Or they think, I can't or, believe I made it here on time. Yeah, no, they're I'm thinking, not even drunk thinking about last night. Yeah. 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 They're not even thinking about what you're doing. And that's something yeah. that I feel like is so important to remember. I, um, that's not that, oh, this is going to sound like a humble brand. It's not that hard to me, like, to like not be worried about what other people think because yeah. I've spent so much of my life just yeah. being like mm-hmm. I this is what I'm doing and I'm sorry but I'm not really like I'm just doing it like yeah. and I feel like in high school it didn't pay off and I just got bullied but then I came to high college and everyone's like this is cool and you're funny and yeah. I was like do you you're like, like this? Uh, cool oh right. cool I was gonna do it regardless but <laughs> I will be doing that's it that's awesome yeah no yeah I feel like uh, yeah I feel like I'm getting better at that. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's a it's a process, it's a process for, for sure. sure yeah. uh, Esther, you said you wanted to talk a little bit about um, your personal journey, um, being a lesbian, I suppose. Being is a lesbian. A Lebanese. A Leban- being Lebanese. Actually, my mom was born in Lebanon. Oh, so she's like a Lebanese. sexy. That's coincidence. She's not Lebanese lesbian. though. Oh, okay. Well, if she was born there. If she was true. It's like no. It depends on her parents' genetics. Genetics. I guess. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Go. On. Anyways. Okay. Um. Well, I was just like thinking about this today, but like the thing we were talking about um, soulmates and everything before, mm-hmm. and I feel like in the in the gay community. <laughs> The gays, if you will. Um, you didn't see it, but she I did the wrist. hand. I did the hand. Um, I lost my train of thought. Oh, um, I feel like a lot of us that come out um, younger, but not young enough for it to be like very ingrained in your mind. Mm-hmm. The first person you date when you come out is always like gonna be a super important person. Oh, to for you. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think, I think that's fair for most people. Most people are like 
first love type thing. Yeah, like you never forget your first yeah. love. That's something my mom would. That's always, always yeah. true. Yeah, but like, it's kind of different in the gay community, especially for me because I um, I'm from a smaller town. Not like that's unique or different. Being from a small town, and there not being that many gay people in one place, it's like the people that you meet. Sometimes you date them. That's just how it is, you yep. know? There's like, mm-hmm. there was like basically three, maybe three lesbians in my high school. So of course I dated... Three of them. Well, no. I dated <laughs> only one of them. What are you going to do? But like, that person that you first fall in love with, that you first date, that you first kind of like go through the gay experience with, I don't know, like having parents who kind of disapprove or whatever, mm-hmm. like yeah. that makes you grow so much closer. So you end up becoming like a weird conglomeration of like friend and lover like you just always yeah have this connection with them which I think if straight people did that it would be super weird because like I don't know there's like this huge jealousy dynamic but mm-hmm. when you yeah. date women and you're like oh I'm still friends with my ex like actively right. like we hang out we like whatever we're really close they don't it's not as weird because it's like mm-hmm. well yeah I mean <laughs> There's no, so yeah, many gay people that. in your town, and you like, you know, you have so many important experiences with them, like yeah, you... especially like shared personal experiences. Oh, like yeah. even if they weren't together, you it, it's just so nice to have that someone who's like who gets it. Yeah, sometimes yeah. who like gets it. Yeah, yeah. Like becoming comfortable with your sexuality. And like, it's true. Yeah, and instead yeah. of breaking up after like after breaking up, trying to find someone new to explain this to and find that connection with, you have someone who already knows it and knows knows and can sympathize. But one thing I will say, girls and gays, is it's so easy to just go right back to that person. Mm -hmm. And the thing about, like, you you guys were both talking about how, like, you can have a soulmate, but it might change as you grow and as you Mm -hmm. become a different person or whatever. Um, whether you believe that or not and whether like you do think you have found a person that you you know that you'll be with um, it's so easy to like want to go back to stuff that's familiar and I mean this is even just for the girls yeah. and the gays I mean for like pretty much everyone like everyone listening yeah I feel like familiarity while good and it's so comforting to have mm-hmm. that and it's always you can trust that that person will fulfill for you what you need them to you know but that isn't always the best thing especially as you get older and yeah because you you grow and i think like if you're constantly going back to this person and trying to find um sanction and sanctity in this person Mm -hmm. um that really like sets your growth back because you feel like you're back in the same place you either need to grow together mutually or grow apart mutually it's true yeah, because, like, the one-sidedness is really toxic. Yeah, and I, I do think that, like, there are times in the universe where you feel like, oh, I need to go back to them. I need to yeah. go talk no, to them about this. I need, yeah. to, I need to say this. I need to apologize for this. I find myself mm-hmm. doing that. Oh, yeah. Like, saying, like, I'm sorry. I was so... I was young, and so I didn't know that this is going on, and I understand now, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and or even reaching out and being like, thank you for, like, all you did. Exactly. Yeah. That's you always having that closure to, to like, con- yeah. converse to have. That. However, there's a fine line between doing that and um, doing that mutually and becoming the like, oh, my ex won't stop texting me about this. Yeah. My ex, you know, is kind of we're kind of on weird terms because they talk to me about their problems, but we're not really that close anymore. You know. Yeah, I think it's really important to communicate. Like at yeah. the end of the day, like literally every relationship in your life can be improved with communication for, for sure. me. Exactly. Not to be a musician on Ooh. the TL, but like 
um, it's like that, it's kind of like a metaphor too, like when you, like when, when we were talking about going back to your ex, like it's like singing a song from when you had horrible technique and you like go it, it all right back. back, you go right at right. back into Oh, totally. Old, into the muscle memory just like. Yeah, nice. into those old really bad muscle memory things. And then like, it's really hard mm. to sing it correctly because you're so used to doing it. Right, that. yeah. That's a super good And thing. your yeah. spirit is the exact same way. Like who you your are as a person, your soul, yeah. you're like, Re- it, it remembers. can regress like this. Yeah. All your progress can be just like gone in a snap. It's true. You know? Yeah. And I was going to say another metaphor about that. I can't cool. remember what it was. And another thing that's hard for me, kind of taking a step back, is just um, I haven't had like a serious relationship, but like in friendships and stuff, I feel like the reason someone would want to go back is like you feel such like comfort in knowing that they know like the depth of everything like exactly they know so much about you they've gone through these certain experiences with you like through like you know different stuff in high school so you feel that comfort and then when you have new friends or new relationships whatever then you might like feel like they don't really know you that's so you know true. because so true. they well, just they can't yeah know it's exhausting it's knew. exhausting opening to... up is so oh. exhausting because it's just yeah like a lot of emotional vulnerability mm-hmm. and like you feel like if you just went back to that person, you wouldn't have to deal with that whole process. Yeah. Exactly. You Megan and I talked about this a little bit today when we were picking you up, but yeah. um, like opening up, especially in college, it's so hard because you feel like you're never gonna see these people again after after your time in mm-hmm. the in the cell is done. You know? Oh yeah, on the rack. In prison. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, but it's like, yeah, it's just so exhausting you don't want to expel that energy if you feel it's going to be worth nothing and i think that mindset has for me it's carried over and it's been kind of um bad and that's something that i have to work on i just i'm not big on sharing things with people you know like i consider myself to be so open however i i there's so much that people just don't know because i i I just it's so exhausting and it takes so much out of me and i want to feel in control yeah and i think a big part of that too is like there is a lot of, like, in college being afraid to open up, but there's a lot of people at college who are like, fuck it. I'm just going to share my entire trauma with right. you. And, like, a lot of times yeah. when you bond really fast with people, especially in college, you share a lot with them because you you just, like, are going through a kind of scary situation, mm-hmm. which is, like, making new friends in college. Yeah. So you're like, oh, we should just talk about our trauma. That would be crazy. Yeah. And, and I think a lot but of what's... I love that. Yeah, it's I do like, too. It's so nice. Yeah, but it, it just depends on who you choose to open For up. For sure. Because... Yeah, I think you need to be intentional about oh, yeah. it. Like, and not I, just be like, I'm an open book all the time. Yeah, and like, and, and the people that you open up to. Like, yeah. it's, it's really hard to find that balance between I'm an open book, like you said, yeah. and um, I'm closed off. And it's really hard to find a balance that doesn't hurt you because it's yeah. like... You have that irrational fear. Like, if right. I tell someone this, they're going to share it with everyone. Right. They're going to be so insensitive about it. Um, but then you also don't want to be like, whatever, I'll just share it with them. Who cares? They can exactly. share it with whoever yeah. they want. Because you do want to guard yourself a little bit. Mm-hmm. You want to guard your heart to a certain extent. Because there are people out there who will take advantage of that. And it's really yeah. hard to tell. Like, especially in college. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. everyone's new and everyone is trying on a new personality for size or like, you know, being kind of different or taking risks that they normally wouldn't. So it's really hard to tell when you can find someone who you can just, and that's a big thing about finding a friend soulmate is when you know without a doubt that you can share something with them and they'll be like, 
Actually, okay. that happened to me. So it's funny that you say that. And their opinion of you, the perception of you, doesn't, doesn't change. change at all. Change. And that's a huge yeah. thing. You know, that's actually, I had a huge <coughs> conversation with my mom about that this week. And we both like cried on the phone and we're like, we're so similar. Mm-hmm. Um, we just, it's so hard for us to open up because we don't, we're afraid of being judged. Mm-hmm. And I think, especially mm-hmm. in today's, in today's uh, world, it's like, um, you do one thing, one thing wrong and everyone judges you, oh, you know? Yeah. And so yeah. it's easier to keep to yourself sometimes. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Yeah, but it's I... not like you're trying to be like disingenuine or just like put out like a false persona or like exactly. not be yourself. It's like the fear of people not accepting mm-hmm. you. Yes. The fear of the judgment yeah. Well, yeah and I think that's why it's so important to find those friends soulmates like those people that you really feel you have a connection with mm-hmm. you know those people that you think about in 10 years you're gonna go over to their house oh, and be yeah. like this is my friend from college you know yeah or like this is my friend from high school we've been friends since this time you know you it's so important to find those people yeah, totally and in order to do that you have to be vulnerable yeah, yeah. and you that's it's really true. hard to find people too that when you share it with them they actively listen instead of waiting mm-hmm. for their turn to tell oh, you. Oh, That's for sure. Stuff. And I definitely struggle with that. Like, I do too. I'm at being like a musician or even like dad, like even doing any of that, you suddenly become, you're, you have this weird relationship with your ego where it's like, everyone needs to hear what I have to say and I'm important and I hate myself. I'm stupid. I'm worthless. I'm like, yeah. there's no point mm-hmm. in anyone listening to me. And it's this really fun battle between like, it's probably some Freudian, I don't know. Do I look like a psychologist to you? No. But, um, <laughs> but like this like battle in yourself where you're like, you want to share things with people and be heard and you want to do the same for them, but you have this like fixation on yourself. Of mm-hmm. things. Yeah. Like, so they're sharing with you yeah. something really important and you're sitting there waiting. Like, <laughs> like John Mulaney, Ooh, it's my turn next. You know, like <laughs> just like w- wanting to share what you have to say and being less of a listener, which I think is so important. Another music analogy is listening is like mm-hmm. way more important than oh, yeah. no, I love singing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially like going through your day-to-day life, it, it gets so like stagnant that you're like ah oh, yeah I've heard this before this person has problems I get it I get yeah, it and yeah then, yeah and then you're like you, it, you once you take a step back and you're like oh they just want they're to they're really like opening up this is their life mm-hmm. this is something important to them yeah. and I'm taking that for granted who am I to say that what they have to say is not important that's true you know and I think like they're not being dramatic they're oh just, no like, that's how they get it out. yeah true yeah. you know. It's another religious thing, too, though, like, um, the belief that, like, you want to do unto others what you would have them do unto you. Yeah. And if you had something so serious and so important you wanted to share with someone and they were just, like, on their phone or, like, thinking about what they were going to eat after you talk <laughs> or whatever, and, like, um, you wouldn't want someone to do the same thing to you. And mm-hmm. I, I forget that so often. I'm yeah. I just I, I feel that, yeah. too. And people are so dramatic in music school, so you're like, wow, I can't... This is... Okay, yeah. I guess I have to hear this person complain. But then you're like, this is so insanely important to them, so important that they they broke out of the place that we usually are when we feel something yeah. right. that hurts us. They broke out and they were like, I'm going to tell, I have to share this right. with someone. Right. Which means it's serious. Honoring that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and honoring I the know. way they perceive their story and their journey. <laughs> their journey. Their journey. Thanks, Halsey. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Wow, this is an expensive <laughs> guest. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, did you guys hear that Halsey is actually Ashley, but the words are all messed up? Isn't that cute? I did know That's that. That's cute. Mm-hmm. She's an artist, baby. Okay. She sure is. <laughs> no, but I was just going to say, like, 
that's what's great. I what I really value about this podcast is I love hearing other people's point of view. I'm like, my, we talk so much. We talk so much. It's like we don't like small talk. Mm-hmm. I, uh, yeah. We personally, it frustrates that. me, and it's I I won't remember it. That's when I find myself tuning out because you know if we're just talking about oh what you did yesterday. That's not important. That's not going to lead me to who you are as a person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love having these deep conversations, and that's why I value this podcast so much. Is like, I love hearing what you have to say, and like hearing your perspective and how you see things, and maybe it's different from mine, and how I can incorporate that into into myself and the rest of the world. Yeah, yes. I totally agree. I mean, I think it, with discussion like this, you get so much enrichment. Mm-hmm. Like this is so yeah. much better than like talking about. I don't know. Talking about dumb things. That didn't exactly. matter. Exactly. Like a tweet. Yeah. You know? Which I do that all the time. And I have so much fun. But then I have yeah. to be like, this doesn't matter. Right. And I usually like get to that point. But sometimes I don't. Because mm-hmm. these but. are the moments you remember. Exactly. Yeah. Than, yeah. You're not going to remember, oh, the I dumb, spent five minutes watching the, a YouTube video uh, yesterday. The funny comments. It's true. The funny whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's been a hard <laughs> that's a, that should be your oh, intro rise song. And shine. Rise and shine. Okay. <laughs> that's kind of good. I'm not going to lie to you. But that's been like a hard part of college for me is like coming from high school where I just like had these people that had gone through like we just went through it, you know, mm-hmm. together and like just always having deep conversations. Like my one friend is from high school, was like super emotionally intelligent. Like she just opened up a whole like world to me just of like reflecting and like understanding other people where they're at and like this whole thing you know like this whole deep conversation thing and she was like you know sometimes we would just have like straight up therapy sessions it felt like kind of thing so then coming to college I was like shoot like all we talk about is choir like all we talk about is our assignments or Mm -hmm. like dumb stuff that just doesn't matter and I was craving that so much and still am I guess but that's yeah, that's been a hard time for yeah. me. It's just like finding friends that can actually like be real with you. Right. You know? And I think like that's a very important issue and like when you find people you can open up to is like an amazing thing. And for me it was like kind of the reverse. Like mm-hmm. in high school, I feel like a lot of my friends were just like people I a lot of them, not all of them obviously, but a lot of them were just like proximity like it was like you're with person. them all the time so yeah. we're gonna hang out yeah. afterwards and to a certain extent it's also yeah. like a totally. safety thing i mean i just felt like i never got that deep connection between mm-hmm. i mean sometimes i would feel that way but like it's just the other thing is this is gonna sound really sad but like when you grow up in a small town being gay you kind of you don't get to be like this is like unless you're you find a way to market it as like a funny thing, which is really sad, which is what I do. <laughs> like I joked about it enough that all the homophobes were like, hey, she's funny, we'll keep her around, you know? <laughs> Maybe she'll do a little dance, we'll see, it'll be fun. You know, uh, which is a horrible mindset. <laughs> it's an awful mindset. I mean, I'm like, it's hard to get out of that obviously, but like all of my friends in high school, it was like either they just think I'm funny or like this person is not gonna call me a dyke. <laughs> is not going to mm-hmm. go behind my back, is not going to, like, talk shit about me to my parents. I don't know. Like, your friends in high school have so much leverage over you because mm-hmm. they know they know Everything. things about you. Because you're with each other oh, yeah. 24-7, and sometimes you so just often. open up out of, out of like, necessity. Yeah, it's true. And they oh. get to know stuff that maybe they shouldn't or maybe they don't mm-hmm. deserve to. And, 
You know, yeah. sometimes you meet people who are really fucked up and they like hold it over you mm-hmm. and they're like, well, I did this and I yeah, did this. Yeah, holding all those grudges. Yeah. yeah. So I think to kind of like tie this up, um, what our message is, you need to choose your, choose and find your soulmates very carefully, mm-hmm. you know, because um, you, you really need to find those people that you have that connection with, that you know you can trust and that will be there for you and that will like withstand the test of time. And if you grow apart, that's fine too, but you really need to find those people that you, you need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think like know your worth, honor like the inner workings of mm-hmm. your soul. Just like honor yourself enough to protect that and to not... Yeah, I mean, that's oh, for what sure. we were saying before. Yeah. But value yourself. Like, yeah, value yourself. Yeah, value yourself in the same way that you might value your okay. soulmate or your friend, yeah. if you already have one. Mm-hmm. Um, we were, I was talking to one of my friends, and she was saying that, like, she started, like, referring to herself as us because it's easier to be kind to your friends. So, like, when you want to be like, wow. you're stupid, you're ugly, if you're like... Meg, you're, and then you're like, wait, I don't, I wouldn't say that to Meg, or I wouldn't say that to Tyrese. I wouldn't. Yeah. I, I would say it about myself, but I wouldn't say it about my friend, and I think it, that is yeah. so wild. That's very wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's very wow. Yeah, I think, like, not labeling yourself oh. in that situation, like, what you said, before this started, Tyrese was like, oh, I'm dumb because blah, blah, No, like, you're not dumb, you just made a mistake yeah. in this situation, mm-hmm. which is fine, because we're human. Yeah, and, right. It's yeah. like, what would you say to your friend who's crying if drunk, they did this, breaking down, being like, "I'm stupid, I'm a dumb whore," like you should call it. I'm gonna answer. <laughs> would the you phone. say that? No. Would no. you say you're no. dumb? No. no. You would be like, "Hey, You'd all this, like, is this is valid." Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, treat yourself the same way you would treat your friends. Treat yourself as your soulmate. True. You are yeah. your own soulmate. That's true. And allow yourself after... that space to mm-hmm. work through it. Yeah, because at a certain point, it's just gonna be you, and if you don't. Not yeah. to be RuPaul on the track, but like... <laughs> Date yourself you first. Yeah, Date if you don't first. love yourself, how are you going to like apply that same love and joy and happiness yeah. to someone else if you look at yourself? Yeah. Or to your life in general. Yeah, I mean, you can. I know, I'm the clown. Oh, for sure. like, I'm the da 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 when someone's oh. crying. I'm, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like there to put a smile on their face. And you know, at a certain point, you have to look in the mirror and you have to wipe the clown makeup off. And you have to say, who are you? <laughs> Do I like you? And how can I work to like you? Right. Well, that's so true. See you as more than just tiny mm-hmm. or eek, eek. Right. You know, yeah. just the big red nose. You know, try to move past it. That's well, so I think that was good. great. I think that was a really great um, episode. Great. Thanks for thanks for so sitting too. with us well, and welcome. chatting it was with us. Mm-hmm. But we do want to leave you with a question. So we're gonna do a new segment where at the end of each episode we're gonna invite you guys to answer a new like philosophical kind of open-ended question to answer us on Twitter and then next week we'll share some of our favorite responses and kind of expound on them so our question this week is Is, do you believe that your soulmates change as we change or that they're set from the beginning if you even believe in the concept of soulmates and if you don't I'd love to hear why yeah we'd love to hear why just go off and Add us at Fresh Slate Pod. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.